0: This is Shayna. And Chris. And we are Bad Queers. If you came out of the closet and got put in a box of stereotypes you don't belong to, then welcome to the Bad Queers Club.
1: All right. This week in Queer Urban Dictionary, I have POMOSexual or Pomosexuality. Mm. This was taken from LGBTQIA wiki. So this is a an emerging term, but mm-hmm. uh pomosexuality is defined as refusing, avoiding, or not fitting any sexual orientation label in terms of conventional labels or classifications, such as gay, lesbian, bisexual, or labels on the asexual or uh aromantic, aromantic spectrums. Um as I mentioned, pomosexual is a term that recently emerge so although the term may be growing in usage and is significant and well sourced enough to warrant inclusion on that wiki page it may still may still be relatively unknown outside of that platform or the community w- which it originated so the exact definition and name may not be stabilized hmm. and may change significantly as people identify with it but homosexual and homosexuality is out there, and shout out to them or anybody who feels that they are. So, I find it
0: I, kind of ironic. Like, first off, the fact that it's like growing in usage means that like somebody escaped from the area where they're using. We're like, I'm getting on the Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, Calling the people Just put it out there.
0: Um, but I also find it interesting because it's like refusing any label. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a label.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't like labels, uh, language is labels in a way, right? So you have to use something to kind of identify something. So Mm. you're going to have to use language anyway. It's going to happen. No matter what.
0: We hate to see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, cool. We'll keep an eye out for that to see if it comes up in, you know, casual conversation.
1: Yeah. One of these days when we have our big queer convention where, you know, how they yes. have at the DNCs or they have the different states. You're mm-hmm. just going to see a homosexual. <laughs> <The different labels>. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're going to see the different flags and the homosexual <laughs> sign and be like, OK, they did. They made it here. They Welcome. made it. They made it.
0: They, they made signed it. up for
1: their table and everything. Yeah. We
0: love to yep. see it. Yep. All right. My queer urban dictionary word of the week is kitchen table polyamory. Hey. So uh, this means that everyone in a given network of non-monogamous relationships should be able to sit around a kitchen table and feel comfortable together like a family. Hmm. Whether or not this kind of arrangement involves sex or PDA in front of each other is not a given, and it's decided by those that are in the polycule.
1: Wow. I immediately thought of Red Table Talk. That's about to be my
0: new sentence now, is that like... It's the red table talk equivalent mm-hmm. of polyamory. polyamory. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it basically is defined as like kitchen table polyamory is that everybody knows everybody who's in each other's relationships. They don't try to hide from it. Well, that's good. So it's a great thing. So uh, you can welcome
1: to my uh, kitchen table. Come over for dinner. Mm-hmm. A little KTP going on. KTP. You know, it'll solve a lot of problems if where people... We're able to. Mm hmm. You know? Mm hmm. That's how we got together. So,
0: yeah. I was like, my yeah. official sentence is that uh, you remember the episode where Small World Collective was here? Small World Collective practices kitchen table polyamory. Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them.
0: Shout out to them. I was like, I they, it was reminded. I was reminded of this from their polyam chat that I got to go to uh, last last Thursday. So. Thank y'all nice. for that reminder, sharing it out here. And if you haven't tuned into a polyam chat that they've done, they're doing another virtual one, I think sometime in the next month or two. So be sure to follow them nice. at Small World Collective. Mm-hmm. All right. And speaking of folks, we got another guest because it's Pride Month and we just want to make guests rain down. Oh, Um, I just we just want people on the podcast because we like them. So this week we get to welcome uh, Jojo and Daira, who host the Les Chat podcast. It's a podcast created by queer Latinx couple focusing on LGBTQ plus topics. Every Monday they discuss stories on labels, sex, astrology, relationship topics and everything queer. This podcast has become a safe space for many queers where they seek
1: advice from the Les Chat family. All right, welcome to the podcast, Jojo and Daira. We are happy to have y'all. Um, and happy Pride, since we're recording in, in June. Yes, happy Pride. Um, thank you. <laughs> Before I jump in, I always ask guests, how are y'all doing? How are y'all feeling? I, is, I hope life is not going stressful for you, but yeah, like, how are y'all
2: doing?
3: <laughs> Le- life life is good. I mean, right now we're in the process of moving, so it's a little stressful, mm um like i said we only have two chairs right now (laughs) in the whole house um but today we were moving and it was kind of like cool outside like the 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 weather here in jersey was like super cold yeah
4: Mm. yeah so it went hot yesterday it's super chilly today it's super gloomy so Mm -hmm. i'm a little slump but (laughs) overall you know life's been pretty good can't complain yeah you know the moving process isn't isn't the best but we're excited to be moving mm-hmm.
1: yeah so. yeah moving is like top two worst things as an
0: adult yeah nobody tells you how no. to uh, how they to best do it how to make it efficient like we have the internet right now, but nobody actually yeah. just like tells you what to do and mm-hmm. i feel like it's great for you too because this is like I feel like we should dub something where it's like we U haul together, but then it's like next level U haul when you move to your next place together. I just think right. we should have like tiers now of what
3: that was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, we're, where are we? We're like in the top tier now because it's our second time moving. Uh,
0: See, that would be like okay. the golden tier, I feel like. We right. yeah. reclaim
3: instead of like the
0: gold, what is it? The gold lesbian? Gold star. Yeah, Gold Star. Yeah, gold there you go. I gold was like, star. what is yeah. the thing? <laughs> Don't know why I blinked on that. But yeah, it's like almost like yeah. Gold Star should be with how you level
1: up and moving. That's really what it should be. Mm-hmm. We should rebrand this.
3: Yeah. I like that. Yeah, That's it's almost idea. like you should
1: have a party because y'all are resigning your contract. Mm. It's like y'all are signing mm. to another like max mm. deal. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. <laughs> so just like now we're signing. It. Look, we're going to resign each other. You know, you played out your contract. You exceeded expectations yep. and everything. You know, mm-hmm. right. yeah, perfect. Like, no, we'll push on. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, y'all are in New Jersey. Before we started, hit record on this, I was like, I have some New Jersey questions just because, you know, everybody, it's New York and everything, uh, mm-hmm. you sometimes get overshadowed. I won't say that it's overshadowed, but... <laughs> Tell us about the queer scene in New Jersey, and specifically, I know um, y'all mentioned in your your first episode, like being from like North and South Jersey, or living in South Jersey now. Like, what are the differences in North and South Jersey, and then Jersey in general? Oh, we like, want the, queer the whole scene. Jersey story,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I just laughs> <a> Jersey story.
2: <laughs>
4: well, I'm originally from South Jersey, so okay. South Jersey compared to like North Jersey. I think mm-hmm. South Jersey's a lot more calmer. Like, you okay. know, we're calm, family people, you know, country living, suburban. A lot of white people. Couplehood. Yeah. 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 It's it lacks a fair amount of diversity. Uh huh. But it's home.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. in hard. south jersey it's like y'all aren't too far from philly and everything yeah. right y'all, yeah It's like a kind of almost a philly suburb or i at least yeah. hear it always reference where it's just like it's you know you could get anywhere within a two-hour drive in that corridor
3: i feel like but like yeah, yeah philly being a suburb we're actually like okay.
4: 20 minutes from philly
1: yeah
3: uh, and, oh, and nice. in philly okay. they have like their little gay seat. like we always go to woody's it has like three floors, like this big club. Um, and it's fun. It's fun. Every time we go, we we have a good time.
4: That's all the tragedy down here, though. Like our queer scene is tragic. Mm.
3: Like it's That's not. It's
4: not really there. Yet. Yeah. It's like. Where is know, it?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You kind of know who you know and, and go where that takes you. Right. And yeah. Philly is. I mean, Philly has like their neighborhood and stuff. So it's like we go over the bridge to go over there and make friends over there. Yeah. South Jersey kind of lacks that you know, queer space. Mm -hmm.
3: So it's really hard. Yeah. I think a lot of places lack queer queer places, but I'm from North Jersey and in North Jersey, there's a lot more things to do and like a lot more clubs. Um, Not too many gay clubs, but some there's this one called 626 in Jersey city. um, And that one's always like a good time. Mm -hmm. She still hasn't gone, but I told her like, we have to go um, up North one day and just go to that club. Um, because that one's fun. But we're also so close to the city too. So if you really want to go and like see the gay scene, then you just go across the bridge, Um, maybe like a 25 minute drive. But yeah, um, over there obviously is more diverse. Um, But what I like about South Jersey is that I have parking and that's like literally the (laughs) simplest thing like when we moved down here I was like I'm just happy we have parking and she would be like she took my spot mind you there's like 10 spots open but this one neighbor took her spot spot. it was her spot (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like girl I'm just happy I have parking like I don't care like I'll take any spot um, but yeah, that's what I like. It's just more calm, not as crazy. More space. Right, yeah. more okay. space. And like the rent prices are increasing, like ridiculous. Um, so up north, yeah. it's like so crazy we're all
1: gonna have to throw in soon for just like buying our own <laughs> like uh housing areas because like rent everywhere is like ridiculous so i was like mm-hmm, we just yeah. are gonna have to start our own little communes i
0: feel like right. this is the next phase of the Tell pandemic you. is that the queers are just gonna flock together we're gonna pick a random city that has no mm-hmm. queer scene and we're just gonna take it over and then it's gonna right, become right. like yep. a new gay capital that's what i feel like is about to uh-huh. go. city i'm waiting for that mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna
1: be so bad I'm be so bad. Right, I like you that. Get yeah. all of the different queer folks yep. together. The the nature ones, the club where everybody, <laughs> everybody has, has a their role, mix, you know. and their responsibility. <laughs> It'll be great. The
4: general <laughs> store. How is it out club. there for y'all? Because I know in Cali, the scene is there. Mm-hmm. It's lit. Yeah, and then you know, it's a little it salty is. seeing
0: that. Well, it's it's kind yeah. of the similar it, to like well, Northern Cali and Southern Cali have two yeah, whole different vibes. Yeah when it comes yeah, to what totally the queer scene looks like. But it, d- it does still exist. It does exist.
1: Yeah. Like L.A., I was talking to um, a co-worker who lives in L.A. and they were saying that it's starting to build out past like we hope because everybody knows West Hollywood and everything. And that's just like what you would probably expect of like a LA scene and, you know, the Abbey and all that. And just, it's, it's, I mean, it's lame to me. It's like kind of glossy and lame, but (laughs) the Bay, and I've been here for eight years. Um, it's just really freeing and expansive. Everybody does their own thing. You have people of all ages that, uh, um, hang out here. You can wear what you want. Like people are just cool, you know, out here. Um, so it's, it's, it's been really cool as opposed to like, obviously East coming from the East coast. Um, it's just, yeah, a little bit more free out here. Like, you could be whatever you want. Like, nobody gives a shit. Like, just everybody just chill. So, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good.
3: It's pretty I've never been out. to L.A. I need to go one day.
1: Yes. Still um, haven't gone. Yeah. It's good to do. It's good to see both, though. And like I said, I know L.A. is starting to, like, separate themselves from it just being, like, West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, yeah, the Bay Area definitely has an advantage with that. The queer mm-hmm. scene. So and shana you're in chicago so that is its own just legendary queer <laughs> you know, scene. it's fun here
2: oh yeah I it's
1: fun like there's
0: i uh, so i live in boystown which is like the gayborhood um they tried to rebrand it to north halstead and nobody has caught on to it so mm-hmm. it's still Boys Town. <laughs> and i i'm literally like around the corner from all of the gay bars so my girlfriend texted me earlier when she went out walking and said, basically, everybody is playing Beyonce's Break My Soul now from all of the clubs. Oh my God, and I'm yes. just like, this is great. <laughs> this is great. But yeah, Nature's okay. healing. while there is a big lean towards gay men, um, there are events and parties that are more diverse. They're centered around queer women trans folks non-binary folks um if you go further south there's more diverse parties there's parties that center for like black and queer trans um folks there's a latinx party that's out in Pilson. like there's different events that just go down and it's like once you find it it's great and there are people who want to meet and do things so it's like we have also chicago has like the entire month's worth of pride down it's like Three fests are happening. Then after this, it's Southside Pride. Then oh. in August, uh, the real Pride happens. Apparently, it's called Market Days, and there's a lot hmm. that has been happening all month. So I'm impressed with how Chicago throws down for Pride.
3: Right. I love that.
0: I've
1: never been. To I Chicago. feel like y'all gotta <laughs> cram everything in before the weather. It, honestly, turns.
0: I feel like it right. is a solid every day makeup for the weather <laughs> because we get like two and a half months, and then.
3: Yeah, and that's right. like every oh, day inside. must be used. <laughs> every summer day
1: <laughs> has something going on. Yeah. <laughs> every single you have hour. to, you
3: have to do something.
1: But to to back up JoJo and Daira, I I listened to the first episode and mm-hmm. I know your coming out stories and you know kind of your your origin stories. But for our listeners, um, and I'll start you with you, JoJo. Um, tell us how you know. Tell us how growing up in New Jersey and coming out was for you.
4: um uh, for me it was I mean Jersey's home but Mm. like in my process I just feel like the whole coming out thing and being gay just wasn't a thing like it wasn't Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for usually but (laughs) it just it was like a non-factor you knew nothing about it so you're kind of on your own Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's kind of how it was for a while, I was on my own. So for me, probably eighth grade year, I it kind of just made sense to me. And I was like, oh wow, I like girls. Like, holy crap. <laughs> and I met someone who else who liked girls. And I was like, oh, this is a thing. So this is okay. I'm not like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um and it kind of was just over for me after that. I loved it. I was obsessed with it. <laughs> and I was just like, I could do this. Like, um, but, which is crazy because I didn't really care who knew. Mm-hmm. After like mm-hmm. a while, I just loved the way it made me feel. Um, but I didn't tell my mom for a very long time. So okay, yeah, I kind of came out to yeah. everyone. Kinda, not even like came out with just like yeah, you know, this my shorty or I'm talking to this girl, like whatever. It oh, you're one of those that but just like, showed up with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. so my mom was like this my friend Um, right I was gonna say what did you tell your mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. so pretty much I met her and I was like this my girlfriend Uh and um yeah that's cool right right.
1: that's it yeah that's cool which she kind of already knew so Okay, Some mothers I was that way with my dad. I like told him like later like everybody knew, and then I like told him later, and he was like, oh, like I know, and I was like, I, I, I figured <laughs> you should know right. <laughs> but, right but but I'm sure it was a relief being able to tell her and it being you know obviously everybody being okay with it and it not being a big deal, and it's like, okay, well, we all know, so yeah, <laughs> look, let's move forward and everything that's cool. What about you, Daira so you you were born in Puerto Rico, <laughs> mhm. Spent some time in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Spent some time in Florida and then New Jersey. So how how was it coming out to your family?
3: So I didn't come out till later in life. Um, um so I'm femme presenting. So I feel like for me it was kind of easy to like get away with it. Um and I didn't come out till um I started dating her. But I I was dating people before Jojo and I told them over text because I was just so scared. Because my mom, she's like a very strict Dominican mom. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, um, my mom had found a picture of my sister and her friend kissing. It was like a very just friend friendly kiss. It wasn't anything. My sister was straight. Um, my mom found the picture and literally kicked my sister out of the house. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, she's not with the gay shits. So like, there's no way that's going to, like, I'm going to get away with it. So it was like in the back of my head always, but it was something that I just kept ignoring because, you know, of my mother. Um, and then I was like, I can't keep hiding this. Like I was like, I, I'm going to live with this person. Like I just, I can't. I was like 20, 23, 24. Um, and I was living on my own. Like after I graduated from high school and I went to college, I lived at college. And every summer I would like work there so I could stay there. Um, so I wouldn't have to go back home. And when I graduated college, um, I never went back home. So I was like, I don't even live with her. Like, what what, what am I scared of? Right. <laughs> like, it was so poor. I'm like, you know, you're kind of ready for people to cut you off. I don't know. Like, at, at a certain point, that was my, like, mentality. Like, this is who I am. And, you know, this is who I love. And I'm not going to keep hiding it. So... I told them over a text message and surprisingly, they were very, very accepting. And I feel like over the years, my mom has kind of like calmed down. I do have younger siblings. So I feel like with me and my older sister, she was like super straight. But I feel like now with my younger brother, who's only 10, he gets away with like so much stuff. Um, and like, I just feel like she just has like an open mind now. And like she sees that the world is changing and just becoming more accepting. Mm-hmm. So she like, she was not as crazy as I thought she was going to be. And my stepdad was like super accepting. And my, I have another dad too. Um, my real father from Puerto Rico, he was also very accepting. So my coming out story was actually very like positive, which I'm very like blessed to say that. Cause you know, for a lot of people, that's not the case. Um, so yeah, it Just was, yeah, it was, it was exciting. I was like, I finally, like I can finally breathe. Like, you know, I don't have to keep hiding this big part of my life. um, yeah.
1: <laughs> nice.
3: Okay. We love
0: to hear. It. We love a positive story. Yeah. We right. mm-hmm. hear more positive right? stories. That's great. Mm-hmm. We like yeah. In a segment, we have shared our positive coming <laughs> right. out story that needs right. to be happening. So then you both have come out. You've met each other. You've come out to families. But how did you two meet?
2: I mm-hmm. want the origin story.
0: story. That's what I want to there. know. Like, yeah. we were just know you up, like you know where you live, how you doing stuff. But actually, <laughs> i too. Yeah.
3: So I actually met her from TikTok. Right? I was so Ooh. against TikTok. I was like, I'm not downloading that app. That's for little kids. Like I'm not on TikTok. I don't want to be on TikTok. But then the pandemic came, so I went on TikTok and. um I was just scrolling and of course I landed on gay TikTok. So the algorithm doesn't lie. Like mm-hmm. it gives you what you like and what you're always looking at. So she's a little TikTok famous. Like she was thirst trapping. So I liked her. <laughs> I liked her stuff. And then I followed her, followed her on Instagram and that was it. And she Were ended you up,
1: immediately like, okay, ow. Like, she actually followed through, me like, back. Like,
3: yeah, she okay. followed me back and I wasn't expecting it just because, like I said, she was getting a lot of, a lot, like a lot of thirsty girls in the comments was mm. coming for her. Um, yeah. So she DM'd me and I just liked it because <laughs> I was playing hard to get. I just really wanted to see what she was about. I was like, let me see what she posts like on her stories and stuff. Um, yeah.
1: Making sure she's not copying and text or uh, pasting the same messages uh, right. and everything. So Yeah, right. <laughs> like children, <you're laughs> right. so don't worry. We'll let you have yeah. a rebuttal. It's fine.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 yeah. And then, so my, it was like my birthday coming up during the time that I had met her, and my birthday was on a Tuesday, um, and I had celebrated like. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday, I was going to chill. I was like, I've, I've done enough for the weekend.
4: I said no. You're not chilling. <laughs> <laughs> we
3: out. Uh, so, yeah, she drove up north, almost like a two-hour drive, um, and we had dinner on my birthday with the city view Ooh. in Jersey City. Very cute and okay, yeah that was it it was history from there the date was so long it was like a 24-hour date she slept over casual made her breakfast mm-hmm. and
2: yeah <laughs> okay
0: is it my turn yeah <laughs> uh, tap in tap is in it, jojo because i know you <laughs> it looked like your face said you had something to say so please add okay. to the parts that were missing. oh <laughs> gosh
1: because
4: she did find me on tiktok and at the time you know my TikTok was, was moving and grooving. But, mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of people <laughs> were following my Instagram. And the way TikTok is set up, it's really like hard to see who's following you because it, it happens so fast. Yeah. Like, its notification system is, is garbage. Um, so I did have a lot of girls follow me on Instagram. But for some reason, like hers stood out to me. I don't know what it was. I just mm-hmm. happened to be curious who followed me today. And I clicked on her, um, I'm like, I don't know this. And I clicked on her, um, page and her page, first of all, she didn't have anything on her page. It was like <laughs> pictures of like her back sceneries and
2: like,
4: I was like, what is this? So I, there was one picture and I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. But like, I needed like, you know, facial close-up because nice. I can't be trusting some of the girls out here. The mm-hmm. way they be eating their face, you know, Thanks. it's just too much. So I followed her. I was like, whatever. I'll wait till she posts something. And she happened to post, um like, this water view of that place, right? Mm-hmm. Some place in North Jersey. And it was really nice. So I was like, I need to make friends up North because North is where it's at. Mm-hmm. So... I seen that and I realized it was her. And I was like, oh, all right. Let me, you know, slide in there. So mm-hmm. did I like heart eye something? Yeah. I heart eyed. It was something. a mirror
3: mm-hmm. picture. Yeah, yeah, she took a
4: mirror picture. <laughs> and I was like, who You kind of cute. And then I remembered it was her page. So I heart eyed <laughs> yeah, it. She's not a bot. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I heart eyed it and she just liked it. And I was like, "Ew, you followed me, girl. <laughs> you
2: followed
4: me. What is this? Like, how you got me dropping in
0: here? <laughs>
2: right, right."
4: So I was a little salty, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna let that sit." And then, literally the next day, she—that's when she posted the the water view, mm-hmm. and um, I tried again. I was like. I'm going to do this one last time. <laughs> so, I hard I did that and then I was like, what did I say? Some- something about it being a nice view mm-hmm. and she ended up responding this time. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, okay. you know, it's some place of nerve and I was like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to go there, type shit. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, I could take you. And I was like, bet. When are you off?
0: Right. You're like, let me, here's yeah. my calendar. <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Basically. And at the time, I was off Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So I was like, I'm off Tuesday. Like, what you trying to do? She's like, oh, that's my birthday. I was like, even better. Mm-hmm. So you're not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, you know, I waited all day for her to get ready. And then I finally, <laughs> mind you, I'm like, what, two hours away from her mm-hmm. at the time. So. She's like, yeah, come over at four. I'm like, that's a little late. I
3: thought it was a good time.
4: That's a little late. You know, if <laughs> you count my travel time. But yeah, we, you know, on our date, she was popping. She was popping. I was
1: like, oh, good, she's good. She yeah, good, good with the first impressions, the first uh, thoughts when y'all saw each other. So, oh,
3: man. So
4: I always tell her, because it's funny, when I, I was nervous as shit. Um, yeah. But when I pulled up, she was again the parking situation up north is super tragic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where she was living at the time, like the whole both sides of the street was full. So she was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna move my car. Like she she drove. So she's like, I'm gonna move my car, you can park here. So I was like, Bet, because this is bad. So I pulled up and my windows are tinted, so she didn't really know, like, that was me until I got there. And I pulled down my window. And she's, like, just cute, you know, chilling on a car with this little blazer and this little, you know, long V bodysuit, some jeans. Like, cute, casual with Come her on, hair DJ. like that. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I remember. I was, ooh. <laughs> I was a little, I was nervous. I was like, damn, she really looked all right. And she did the hair flip and everything was like slow motion Stop at it. that point. <laughs> and I was like,
2: wow.
4: Just to tell her you're in my parking spot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
4: and then after that, I got her car and then like this awkward hug happened and then everything was better
1: from there. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was pretty <laughs> nervous too. And like I feel like uh, when you're the one driving, you got to worry about make sure you got the right music and you got to make sure it's you know you you got the GPS ready. So I was nervous too cuz I'm like I got this girl in my car for the first time. It's my birthday. I got to drive. There's traffic. I got to make sure I, I got the right music. So um I feel like once we got to the restaurant though and we had like we had like some shots and drinks, I feel like we we like calmed down and we were just talking and Talking for a long time to the right. point where we didn't really eat the food, so it was a good first date. Did,
4: did you think I was cute? Of course. <laughs>
3: oh, all right. that part. <laughs> of course, and it's funny because <laughs> back on
0: that real quick, right. <laughs>
3: just to be clear. Of course. But so when I met her, it's funny she was like a little, a little bit more femme presenting because um, you had like okay. the braids and stuff. Oh, you had the braids. I did.
4: I forgot. Yeah. I definitely thought my hair was curly, girl. No, girl.
0: Oh, I remember. <laughs> I, like, I remember everything you wore, <laughs> but anything that I wore was a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I had like
4: long knotless um, braids. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah I, I, we're actually like, what, a week and a half apart, our birthdays. Yeah. So oh, I had so. just celebrated my birthday the mm-hmm. week prior, and that's why I had my okay. hair done and everything.
3: I know y'all not into zodiac signs, but we're both Virgos.
0: <laughs> oh no, Chris is. What? Oh,
3: science?
0: really? <laughs> into astrology. Oh yeah, uh, I'm into yeah. signs. Yeah. What are y'all? What are y'all signs? They said Virgo. Virgo.
3: She doesn't know her yeah, morning. Okay. You're about and to Nelson. have a.
0: You're about to have a Beyonce baby
1: too, so it's great. I'm
3: about to have a Virgo baby. Yes. yes. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, that's so exciting. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, I keep hearing.
1: Interesting things about having a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Good things, but like oh, very okay. particular things, which kind of lines up. My my cousin's a Virgo too, and I was like, okay, yeah, no, nah. all right, I oh, see man. all that.
0: But uh, surrounding yourself, okay,
1: Virgos, surrounding yourself. Yeah. So, were there any like, did y'all know in the first meeting that it was like, all right, like clearly this is gonna be something, and all that, and how long until it even got into sc- discussions about like moving in or just starting like, a podcast, you know? Yeah, excited for that. But eliminating the distance because at this point y'all are two hours apart and all that, and you know, yeah, it's like okay, nah, I really fuck with this person.
2: Right.
4: I mean, for me, I knew after like our first little date. I hate to say mm-hmm. it, be cliche, Um, but I was single for a very long time before I met her. So you know, I was just playing the field, whatever. I'm a person of like. I don't know, like true meaning. Like I, I really got to, you know, the connection just got to be there for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had certain connections with people, but it just wasn't all there. And then I met her, and it was just like it clicked for me, at mm-hmm. least. And um, I was like, damn, yeah, I guess I'm gonna be taking a two hour drive every couple of days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it was Which is worth not that it. bad. No, it's not. <laughs> it's right, not, yeah. it's not that bad. What's bad is the tolls.
3: Going yeah. up north, there's a toll okay. for everything. <laughs> the tolls, the yeah. parking. Yeah, the parking.
4: The parking. I've gotten so many parking tickets trying to park out there. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it was worth it, again, because she was living by herself at the time. So the amount of, like, privacy we had to really get personal and get to know each other, it I think it played a really big part in why we, you know, got so serious in the time span that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What did I ask you? I asked her to be my girlfriend like three months after I was dating.
3: Yeah. Was okay. it three months?
4: Yeah. It was in December.
3: Oh, yeah. So she December. did like a whole grand gesture, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, right?
2: I was like, but no, I I was for
3: wearing, me. But I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. The dates, all of it.
0: <laughs> right.
4: That's what happens when you really, you know, you yeah. really want something and you really feel the mm-hmm. at least for yeah. me.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: No, for me, I felt mm-hmm. the same, but I was a little hesitant because I was like, this girl has so many TikTok followers like I'm really not with that and like I just thought she was a fuck girl. So I was like we'll see where it goes like you know you never know. Yeah. Um and before that like I was like dating people so I was in the dating scene but I never went on like any dating apps or nothing like that. Um so I feel like this was kind of like an unexpected match because mm. Like I said, I wasn't on dating apps, but I guess Instagram could count as one. But even Instagram, I had just got on Instagram because I was getting my masters at the time. So I was like, I can't have any distractions. So I had deleted my Instagram, but then the pandemic hit. So I got it back because I needed like to talk to people. Um, and like we met during a time where COVID was still like very much around. Like Clubs were closed, restaurants were closed. Mm-hmm. They were slowly opening. So we were kind of forced to be home and do things together and have like, um, dates at home. Like we would do like paint and sip and we would like make our own pizza and things like that because things were closed. We couldn't really go on dates Mm -hmm. as much. Um, so I feel like that, that brought us closer together because we were kind of forced to like be indoors and like do things together and get to know each other on, on like a deeper level. Um, so, yeah, she asked me out, like, three or four months in, and then we moved in, like, maybe six months after that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My lease was ending, so I was, like, I work remote. I got to find another apartment. Um, So, yeah, I didn't know where to move to just because she was so far, but then I have family in North Jersey. So I kind of wanted to be somewhere in the middle, but then she, like, suggested us, like, moving in together, Mm -hmm. um, like it will save us both money and whatever, I'll be working remotely, but there was a chance that I was going to go back into the office in New York. So we, we always had that in mind. Like, you know, let's make sure that if something happens, like I have enough money where I would need to go back up North and like live up North. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I got laid off. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm never going back to the office now. Um, <laughs> stuck with me forever. <laughs> <laughs> um and was really all about like remote work, so i I was able to find another like remote job. um so now we're here, and we started a podcast pretty early into our relationship, which I'm sure people have questions about <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so we so we made like a vision board for the new year, right, and on her vision board, she has said she wanted to start a podcast. And I was like, "All right, let's do it." And it was kind of like, uh, "All right, I'll buy the mics." And then mm-hmm. we kind of just <laughs> set up the mics. And it's funny that you talk about that first video, which I honestly don't even remember what it was like. But we had to do it twice. I don't, yeah. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. why. As virgos, we're so like nitpicky. I was like, "Oh no, we have to do it again." Um, and surprisingly, have had like a lot of positive feedback and a lot of like. Random listeners, a lot of the younger generation, which we love, I used to work in higher education with college students, so I love working with like gen z um so yeah, it's really been like a good um i don't know like a one of your 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 checklist like your thing on your checklist <laughs> um so yeah. yeah
0: i think we're doing swell i I mean i think y'all are doing great (laughs) yeah we love to see it and i i love the fact that it's like you all have real candid conversations and it's the parts that entertain me the most on your podcast are when you two discuss something that was unexpected and then process it out together and i feel like we don't have that representation and especially for each of us like Chris and I are two Black queer women. Both of you are two Latinx queer women. And it's like that representation within our circles is not particularly healthy. And so it's really awesome to be able to see you all like work through those discussions or see how you have differing opinions um, because it's just not not readily available for us to actually like witness it. We don't have our fairy tale and you two are kind of being able to show that it's like you could have a healthy relationship and not make it a fairy tale, but it can still be great. Right.
1: Yeah. A healthy and real one, mm-hmm. too. Like yeah. that point of it. For, yeah.
4: Fairy tales are nice, cool. but, you know, it's, it, it doesn't fit for everybody. We have to be yeah. realistic with what we want and make mm-hmm. sure that we, that's communicated to the people that you're dealing with. And mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that's what we try to do mm-hmm. be as open and communicative as possible, you know?
3: Yeah. And the whole point of, of starting the podcast was also, like you said, to show representation. On the East Coast, I feel like you really don't see too many queer women, especially queer Latinx women. So we felt like, you know, this is something that we don't see and it's something that we need. And like looking back for, for younger us, it's something that we would have liked um, like growing up to have some people to like listen to and relate to. Um, so yeah, it's been going well. (laughs) How does the podcast help your relationship?
1: How does it help your relationship and how has it been living together? Because that's a whole, that's a whole thing. Like that really tests a relationship is if you could live together and everything. And obviously it's a huge step, but like, how does a podcast help? Um, does it ever kind of hurt anything? I wouldn't, well, I won't say hurt anything, but make things a little, uh, crunchy, um yeah like how does actually the podcast kind of play into the it's
0: like you throw those headphones down after after right. a recording <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> like, quietly put things away just i'm gonna go do something i'm gonna go cook i'm gonna go right. work <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i don't
4: i feel like when we initially start we're like i don't know we try to go in with like this positivity and we're like all right and we're like no, we're not doing this. No, uh-huh. we're not talking about that. Or uh-huh. I, like, kind of uh, tense in the beginning, and uh-huh. then once we get started uh-huh. and like we go through it, it's just like, why do we gas ourselves and hype ourselves up <laughs> right before? Like, that was a great episode. How do you feel about it? All yeah, right, cool. Now let's put this shit away.
3: Uh huh.
4: Um, right. but sometimes I can say it's it's because it's a lot of work, you know, between yeah. the editing mm-hmm. and. You know, having the topics to discuss about, um, we're only two brains. So, you know, sometimes it, it's lacking, one's lacking more than the other. Mm-hmm. And it it could just be difficult sometimes because she's one that loves to stay on top of things. I'm not that type of Virgo. Like, uh-huh. i am I'm okay to stay on top of things, but I don't need to be on top of it every single day of every minute. Like, I'm going to get to it. <laughs> I know it's there. I know it exists. I'm going to get to it. She's like, no, it needs to be done. Let's get to it. Um, But, you know, we work through that. And I just think it's something for us to share together and something for us to do. So even though sometimes it can feel like, you know, it's getting in the way, the reward of it is better for us. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I enjoy it.
3: Yeah. Like she said, I am the type of person that I'm like, it needs to get done now. Like, not later, now. Let's let's get it over with. Um, and she's more like laid back. Like, oh, we'll do it when we do it. We'll just do it whenever. And I'm like, no, let's just get it, it done. Is, with. It'll get done. <laughs> yeah,
4: I believe it'll <laughs> get done. That's, mm-hmm. that's not the issue. I've
3: always point. been like that, though. Like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's a Latina thing or like being like first, like... Um, Firstborn, born. I don't know. It's like you're always in charge of everything in your house. So I feel like you're always like on top of things. I don't know. But I think the, help, the podcast has helped our relationship because we talk about things that, I don't know, we wouldn't have talked about. And like just yesterday, I was asking her like... Um, we did, like, this little quiz from Shan Booty. I don't know if you've ever heard of mm-hmm. her podcast, Love Lovers Beauty. and Friends. Yeah, she's awesome. So she had, like, this, this quiz, and it was kind of, like, about um, monogamy. What is it? Monogamy? Yeah.
4: Like, the different types, like, like you categorize in. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it.
3: Yeah, she didn't like the quiz <laughs> for some reason, but it got us, like, talking about, like, marriage and stuff. And um, what did you get for yours?
4: I got traditional monogamy.
3: And I got modern, modern. So basically what it said, it was like, for the modern ones, it's like, you're okay with getting a divorce and just remarrying again. And then she's like, no, there's no, like, you can't get a divorce, like, till you die. Um, So that's like a discussion that we had. Because I'm like, I don't know, like, I feel like you shouldn't give up on love. Like, I don't know, like, I feel like people get remarried at like 50 and I feel like that's okay. Um, But I don't go into relationships thinking like, okay, we're going to break up. No, that's not the case. So I I don't know. It kind of got us um, talking and um, getting to know each other even more. And there are like specific questions that people ask us in the podcast. And we kind of just like break it down. And sometimes we have different opinions. And I tell her like, that's okay. We could have different opinions. Um, And we'll even say that in the podcast. Like it'll be recording. And I'm like, that's fine. That's your opinion. And that's my opinion. And that's it. Yeah, nothing um, <laughs> in our nothing in within
4: any of our like podcast episodes is filtered.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: like if we it's majority of what we say is what we say and that's what it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I just feel like I don't why take away the authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um but go ahead.
3: no and then living together, um that was at first it was a little, it was a little tragic. Because, um, (laughs) (laughs) because so I'm used to, I was used to living alone, but before that I had roommates. So I kind of understood what it's like to like live with others. But I feel like for you, it was like different because you always like, you know, you live with your mom and she lived in a house. Now we live in an apartment. So we're moving again because there's lack of space. And since I was working remotely, at times, it just felt like we were on top of each other. Like, it's like, I'm always home because yeah. I work remotely. And where else am I going to go? I'm all the way in South Jersey. It's not like I can just get up, go to my mom's or anything like that. It's like, no, I'm here and I'm going to stay here. And I'm also a homebody. Um, and she's not. So <laughs> there were times where she wanted to go out with her friends. And I'm like, okay, you can go out with your friends. Like, I'm going to stay home. And she'd be like, why? Like, why are you staying home? Like, why do you wanna come? And I'm like, girl, we don't gotta do things <laughs> together. to be right <laughs> <we do> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't I was like, thank you. We don't um, have to do everything together. So I think that was like a, a learning experience, right?
4: I don't think that it was the, the whole, we don't gotta do things together. Like, I'm okay doing things separately. That is not an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it was just important for, <clears throat> excuse me. For my friends and her to have some kind of rapport Um, only because I have prior experience in a relationship where I didn't have like they didn't have that rapport. And it was a shit show for me. Mm -hmm. I I ended up kind of like falling back. Um, I was young as hell, though. So I kind of just was like, okay, like, let me just stay out of the way for everybody because I don't want to keep bringing this person around ruining friendships. And it's like they don't deserve that. like so yeah
1: it's like bad energy all around like, yeah like, all right let's i'll right. just keep y'all apart you know? exactly yeah.
4: so i kind of just wanted i guess the opportunity to just kind of make like start that off in the beginning um yeah. but she's just like yeah um, <laughs> i think i'm gonna chill home that's kind of like not my that's not my scene <laughs>
1: Look at so. y'all. Yeah, was like we could play Monopoly mm-hmm. here, but I mean, if y'all want to go, <laughs> like, go, y'all go ahead. Come over and eat <laughs> stuff and watch a movie. Like I'll be right
0: we here watching a movie.
3: <laughs> we could <laughs> watch yeah. Netflix. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love
3: that. Got ideas at home.
1: (laughs) With my own bathroom. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's always (laughs) (laughs) with my own bathroom, own seats, all that. (laughs) Comfort. All that get to tell people bye. I don't gotta commute. Yeah. (laughs) But it is an adjustment living with someone. I, I remember like when I first started living uh with my wife and when we just first got together living, it was even a thing of like. We're both pretty clean, but it was levels to mm-hmm. it. And like little stuff, it would be like I had to get out of being defensive about like her telling me like how I do something is wrong, where it's just like, so you're saying like my mom's wrong? <laughs> from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. hey, you're talking about it's not even me right now. Cause it would be like just even like how you even like you know, put dishes in the dishwasher, like, or, you know what I mean? Stupid all, stuff like that, where it's just like
2: little All I can think is that you just like, heard
1: every time she critiqued it, just your mama every time.
2: <laughs> I feel like not that, even but. so much that,
1: not even so much that is just like. Like, why is your way the right Right. way, though? Like, you know, kind of thing. And then it just got, you know, you get to the point where it's just like, obviously, you pick your battles with stuff and then not taking things seriously or, you know, as defensively. But it was still just an adjustment with stuff like it was not even like we're, you know, fighting over like, you know, like me making the bed is like stuff like that where it's just like wait a minute. Like some of the stuff I'm doing is not wrong. Like this is okay. <laughs> the way I do, we just do it differently, but um, mm-hmm. it's always adjustment. It's always, you, you know, you talk through it and, and get Ooh. through it. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's just As how it goes. Do. As I'm that's over here fresh goes. into
0: living with my partner for the first time. So we're only a few months in and it came in waves because we had the wave where I moved into her place. It was only a one bedroom. And it was unexpected that we were moving in together. And then we unexpectedly found an apartment through a friend then we moved her stuff in, and my stuff was still in California. So then we had to move my mm. stuff in, and now we're still like in the setting up process, and it's just wow. the phases. The phases are strong, yeah. and you know we're <laughs> figuring it out. We're about to get to the last stretch where I get my car back, and it will be full circle. Oh, moment. nice! Nice.
3: And that happens. So yeah,
0: but we're right. kind of tying into. um you know, moving in together, all of your relationship journey, doing the podcast, I can only imagine that while people appreciate the representation that you are providing, that there are a lot of assumptions and or stereotypes that they try to push on you. Um, Hopefully that's not correct, but I'm assuming that it is. Uh, Chris and I receive it all the time, and people are always, like, surprised and unexpected at the things that Chris does that I don't do and vice versa. So what are some of the stereotypes that people have put on you that... You either like agree or disagree with, but what are some of them?
3: Oh, That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: wow. Stereotypes.
2: Yeah, good question. All right, thank, <laughs> you. thank you. I I'm keep that for I somebody else not to Pay attention
4: to most
1: of that.
2: Right. <laughs> Look. Yeah, Start right that. Yeah. <laughs> Start <laughs> that question.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, stereotypes. I mean, I feel like. Well, we had a conversation once and I don't know if it was a stereotype or whatever. It was like, I asked her, I said, do you think that femmes run the relationship? And some people in the comments were like, no, like they don't run the relationship. Like they don't even run the bedroom, blah, blah, blah. I think that's a big stereotype because I feel like in our relationship, I'm more of like more dominant mm-hmm. um, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, you disagree? Oh, I'm just letting you finish. Oh, okay. you don't what I'm waiting
0: for the explanation. If y'all can see the facial expression.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I even had to talk it was Spanish. you more
4: dominant for me. Well,
3: I don't, I don't, I don't, know what being. word like you know what I mean though. Like
4: you're more assertive. Yeah, that he's more assertive. That that that. Uh
3: huh. Not,
4: I wouldn't yeah, yeah. yeah. use word dominant. Okay, you're more, you're more of an assertive individual. Uh huh scary
3: <laughs> <laughs> why is that scary I
4: don't know because it's like I, I don't know she I always tell her how she kind of reminds me of my mom mm. I hate to say it not to like her mom is scary just, yeah, yeah like it's just the her mannerism <laughs> and the way that she is about things like she's always on top of shit and like she's always um, I, don't, I don't know what
1: straightforward yeah, like yes, yeah yes yeah.
4: she's not for no BS and it's just like I love that I think that's great um, unless it's, it comes to me, and not <laughs> <ideas. Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> you to me. I am a gentle right. flower. Like stop, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like, I, but um, yeah, I think. But but we do share some dominancy I think mm-hmm. um the stereotype wise is people always think you're straight, babe.
3: Oh yeah, of course. I she's mean, like this
4: femme presenting person. There's mm-hmm. just like straight girl over there mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. stop
3: yeah yeah i feel like the real ones know though if you're gay yeah i know <laughs> no? no
4: no i feel like it's a hit or miss well
3: at times i mean i feel like if i were to go into a room i could tell if a femme presenting girl is gay just by like the way that she speaks or like the way that she carries herself, um, like hand movements. I don't know. I could tell. Mm-hmm. Not everyone. Not mm-hmm. everyone could tell. But I think it depends really on the person. But yeah,
1: I mean, I don't 100%. I don't really care about that Folks stereotype. Can have that. It's stronger. Like, they can see it. With that. Because stronger. I feel like I'm still not very good at it. Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> My wife would be like, she was hitting on you. And I was like, that nice like, sure. homestead. <laughs> like, she she's trying to see that. I was trying to help to their know, like, Nope. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm still clueless. Like I'd be telling assume. her
3: that. I'd be telling her that. We went out to eat the other day. And I just felt like the hostess was, like, amazed when she saw you. Like, I was invisible to her. Remember? No. No, you you don't. (laughs) When Bahama Breeze, I was like, am I invisible? Like, she was, like, she totally ignored me. She was, like, gazed onto you.
4: Oh, the hostess! Yeah, okay. she was
3: very fun. I was like, hostesses yeah, she's on to you for sure. "These hostesses, we out here these
1: streets." is like, "Can I get a water, please?" Yeah, I literally <laughs> was like, kidding. "Can we get a table? Please, can you order? <laughs> can you order a water for me?" Sure. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but she
4: gassing. Yeah. she always thinks like, "Oh, shit, like, does she need something? Like, she, <gasps> she thinks you're cute, and I'm like, I mean, they could think you're cute too."
2: Yeah.
3: I know mean, the way some of
4: these femmes becoming nowadays. You know, femme on femme is there, babe.
3: I know it is, and it's cute. Yeah, it's crazy. There.
1: Yep. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, Chris.
0: Chris discussed this on a previous episode about like power femmes and how they're just out here, and we got to give them the You're respect. So, God
1: bless them. Yeah, yeah, we need them. We need them. <laughs> Love them <and> all that. <laughs> Love them out there. Is there anything within your community that? uh you had to debunk with family or extended family and friends and everything like culturally like I feel like I still have my dad actually said this past weekend happy father's day and I was like so dad uh <laughs> no, I know I before <laughs> but dad I am not <laughs> check this out dad <laughs> I had to explain it again and he's like oh okay but I was like no bless your heart but you know it's all right. The hell <laughs> hell <he's dead? laughs> we're going to get there. We're going to get there
4: <laughs> It's like you kind of can't hold right. them accountable for that because you're like, you're trying. You're trying. You're, try- you're right, trying.
1: Right. And he. He honestly, he was was so sweet about it, and I was like, "But check this out, Dad. I am not. (laughs) I don't. I don't identify that way." But thank you. Like I understand where you're trying to go. It's great heart, but uh, no. And I still think, you know, again, but he's always going to associate since he. I mean, he's accepting, of course, uh, now. But because I'm masculine, a sinner, and everything, he's just going to assume you know, still and all that. So there's still some some work to be doing. And like, I almost took it as like, oh, I should have reminded him like, this isn't, <laughs> Mother's Day already happened. I, I celebrate <laughs> Mother's Day. So, uh, but thank you, dad. Sure. <laughs> so, but is there anything culturally like that you have to explain, you know, to cousins, family and everything about y'all's relationship or just, you know, um, do they come to you with questions about the queer community or anything?
4: I think um, my cousins from my dad's side used to ask like if, like one there was one in particular and she was just like why like why mm. why, why date a female like why <sighs> be attracted to a female like what is that like how does mm. that exist and I was like girl it's <laughs> no different from you dating a man like how does that exist? Um yeah and like especially when when the guys ask like why do you like girls? Why do you like girls? yeah like what, what same reason it <laughs> right it's the same thing like it's nothing different we it's not like you know we love any differently or you know obviously we're more efficient um <laughs>
2: but it's like it, yeah
4: <laughs> like it's not any different and i don't know what makes you guys think that it is so mm-hmm. i feel like when people come with these questions and expect like specific answers or like it just amazes me because it's like we. Why are we any different from a regular heterosexual couple? Mm-hmm.
3: We're not. Mm-hmm. not. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like her cousin's always sexting her, like asking her questions. Like, mm-hmm. so what? Do, so what do pronouns mean? Like, she's always going to her, just actually wanting to learn. I feel like,
2: yeah,
3: Don't not that. yeah, not on some ignorant shit. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. but for me, I feel like. I don't know. I don't get too many questions, but I think it's because I think it's because they're scared of my answer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might go off.
4: Yeah, She gets she gets like <laughs> defensive. But she thinks like everyone's being rude and I get it. I get it. Like people. I, I was tr- actually telling her this the other day. I feel like especially when it comes from men, you can tell when they actually genuinely want to know and when they're just being assholes and being you know, disrespectful about it. Um, Like I have coworkers who have asked me like, you know, well, how do you guys have sex? Or what is the process of you guys wanting to have a kid? Like genuine questions. And sometimes it just comes off a little aggressive. And like, I don't know the other word I'm looking for, but Mm -hmm. just unsettling. And it's just like, for her, she would automatically think like, no, you're being disrespectful, you're getting out of pocket, you don't need to Because I always say question. Google
3: is free, so you can Google it, because yeah. Google is free. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I mean,
4: that comes with, like, I'm not saying, you know, we get comfortable and you can mm-hmm. answer that for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really up to you, if you're comfortable with people asking you, uh, you know, certain questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I personally don't mind if I know what you know, mm-hmm. if I have an answer to it, mm-hmm. only from my experience and my perspective, yeah. though, like I don't try to get from all angles. Um, but I just feel like I can tell when they're being disrespectful and being genuinely like they just don't know how to ask you mm-hmm. in an appropriate mm-hmm. manner.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But at least they're like willing to ask and like actually understand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I can. Get yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a line when it comes to what that looks like and what that sharing looks like. And if it's you know protecting your peace or not if it's genuine or not and just like trying to be able to read that like BS meter
1: is
2: yeah, it's a right, skill in itself right. for our yeah. community that we right. don't talk about much it is <laughs> yeah we don't talk about I it had,
1: much but we have it i had an aunt that asked how my wife and I conceived and I could tell it was from a disrespectful place. And I was just like a stork, <laughs> just like everybody else. just And she laughed, but I didn't like, I didn't expand from there. Like I'm like, she can figure it out. Whereas I've had other family members. I actually had another family member that was like, do you mind if I ask? And I was just like, mm-hmm. could have shed a tear. Like, Oh my God. Like, thank go you for you, just like the even like, <laughs> asking for consent to ask, you know? So, right. you know, yeah, you could definitely tell when people are just like, you trying to be messy, you try to like it's yeah. all just like it's coming from a disrespectful mm-hmm. place and all that. So that is it. Well, cool. Yeah. Before ah.
0: we before we head over to our bad queer opinions, um one final question for you all, because it is Pride Month while we are recording. So how are you celebrating mm-hmm. Pride? What's going on?
3: <laughs> we're celebrating <laughs> we're celebrating Pride almost every weekend. Um Yeah. Because we didn't get to go to Pride together before, and last year, we just didn't go. Um, So we're just going all out this year. We're going to every parade, every Pride. This upcoming weekend is New York Pride, so we're going over there. Mm -hmm. We're going to Brooklyn, Um, and we like to drink, um, and we like to have a good time. So we've been been celebrating.
4: (laughs) I just love being in queer spaces because people are just so, like, it's an abundant amount of just love and excitement and just laughter and fun mm-hmm. even though we're all drunk um
2: it's yeah. a good time yeah like,
4: i love it i think it's just it's a different vibe for me mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
4: um but yeah we're pretty much partying
3: yeah we yeah. love to see it we yeah, all you know, we live close
1: mm-hmm. to a couple of different mm-hmm. ones like yeah, again no, new york pride is this weekend but y'all could just like travel to a, 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 bunch. a bunch of different prides it's just all within cool like time. six hour drive
3: Yeah. Good to go. Yeah. Good to go. Right. Right. One year. (laughs) She always says that. Like one year, we're just going to go to a bunch of Prides. Yeah, I want
4: to go to like a bunch of Prides in different like cities, states. I've really only been to Philly. I've gone to Philly a couple of times and it has hands down never like it's always been the best. It's never disappointed me. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to New York Pride for the first time way before COVID and it was disappointing. Um, I think it was just the people that I went with. Mm. I played a lot of like chasing around, finding drunk friends. Tragic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I went to LA Pride and it was the best shit I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, ain't nothing top this. Why, we ain't, why isn't it like this on the East Coast? I don't fucking know. But I'm about to move here. Right. <laughs> um. But COVID definitely took a shit on that because I was ready to go again. And then when COVID happened, yeah. there was like no pride. And I actually me and my friends actually threw a pride that year because we were like, that's unacceptable. <laughs> Fuck that. We'll do it
0: ourselves. So
4: we threw a pride party in one of my friends' um backyard and it was great. Good time. That's yeah. cool. I feel mm-hmm. like
0: it's it's a hundred percent about the people that you're with. Yes. When it comes so, to these yeah. events. And then you make it to the best areas or have the vibe that you need.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've had the chance to, like, meet a lot of listeners um, every time we go out to Pride. So that's been fun. I
0: love it. Mm-hmm. we we'll so Y'all cool. being famous in these streets.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's, like, weird, though, at the same time, yeah. because, like, they know so much about us, but we don't know anything about them. Um, mm-hmm. So when they see us, they're like, oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like Why? And they're like, oh, I listen to podcasts. And I'm like, oh, no, we
2: do do that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry. Not to be rude. <laughs> yeah
2: but it's,
4: cool. it's mm-hmm. crazy to see how many people like are actually that li- even listen to us like art like vocal
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: y'all have grown so quickly too y'all about to hit what 3k uh subscribers on youtube right it's right. dragging but yeah, on <laughs> yeah. we try, try on, it like 70 yeah. Yeah. on
0: tiktok like
1: you're balancing uh, yeah. it beautiful yeah. yeah yeah that's beautiful that's cool that's cool
0: all right. Well, all let's right. go ahead and move over to our bad queer opinions because what type of backwards will we be if we did not share our unpopular queer opinions? Um, we know that y'all have them, but we'll go ahead and share first uh, so that you have a minute to prepare. But as we tell all of our guests, like feel free to comment, agree or disagree, you know, discuss. We're open. We're open to all of the things when it comes to these. Um, so I'll go ahead and kick us off. So I was watching. Um, bob the drag queen on the netflix is a joke lgbtq plus standout comedy special so if you haven't watched it it's like they have just a bunch of lgbtq plus comics come out and they do like 10 minute sets and bob the drag queen said gay guys number one rule stop being mean to lesbians and i think it's true i don't think we talk about it enough gay guys are mean to lesbians That is all I have to say. Like yeah. this is this is like the first area that I have found genuine wonderful gay guys, but on the flip side, I have also just found the ones that are very stereotypical, found out that like in a couple of bars here that were more queer women leaning, that a bunch of the gay bu- gay guys here in Boys Town, like, just drove them out as soon as they found out that, like, women were there. It was almost like they sniffed the scent and were like, no, we can't have lesbians in here. This is Boys Town for a reason. And they, like, retook over the bars. And I'm just like, why? why? It was like, why? We're great. Wow. I don't understand why. Like, we are organized. We will help you with stuff. We are not going to take your men. Like, it's a win-win <laughs> in of this relationship. And I don't know why gay guys are mean to lesbians, but you are.
1: Yeah. I don't know what that's about. That, that, uh, when I did move out here, that was a thing. I went to like a gay guy bar and they were like looking at me and my wife, like when we came in, like the fuck we doing here. And (laughs) back when I lived in Virginia and DC, like we all partied together. I mean, DC is a little bit different, but like I'm used to partying with, you know, everybody. Mm -hmm. So I was just like all right, y'all chill out. But yeah, now they got some work to do there. It's just misogynistic. I don't know. It's like they thought they escaped. I know, think they're just mean just in general. general. I mean, it's called Boys Town. Like that is, that in itself. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean that guests can't. Neighborhood Boys like, Town come. is just like, no, they need, I mean, obviously they're changing now and changed the name of it. But I was like, they did name it Boys Town like where it's just like clearly, you know, misogynistic. It's so. rude. Yeah, but no, they're mean. They're mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're mean. <laughs> Those
2: guys,
1: Sassy bitches, for sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh my bad queer opinion is one i've come around oh on i thought oh about boy. it um is this a circle back uh i don't know if we talked about <laughs> okay. this i mean i know we've talked about this subject before but i know this is one that is very prevalent in all, all of our communities okay. and everything but um I think that we should leave queer women that go after straight women exclusively alone. Like let them just have that preference, child. Like I I I don't care for it, but like let them let them have it. Let them have it. Let them get the consequences mm. of it, the victories, whatever they want to do with it, let them have it. Like I, I know, like I don't see as much criticism anymore about it, but I just think, and hopefully it keeps trending that way because it is like, if that's your preference, go Mm -hmm. ahead, go forth, you know, but um, let them have that, y'all. Like, if they want to go after straight women exclusively, all right, go ahead. (laughs) Mm Couldn't be me.
3: That's something we talk about a lot. And my my thing is like, but why is it a flex? Like, why is dating a straight person a flex? Like, why... Cause I yeah. feel like the person was already gay. Like there was something inside them that was already interested in
1: yeah. in it. That makes them even open up to like the possibilities mm-hmm. of that. Like so, they're not actually straight, but right. that's right. for another day.
4: The <laughs> like, curiosity yeah. definitely lived there,
3: right? Like I don't know. Yeah, exactly.
1: I do agree that the flex part is annoying, but I guess I'm anti most flexes anyway, where it's just like, I don't care. Like I'm going to get, you know, either way <laughs> with it. Um, but yeah, like, it's just, if that's, I don't know, if that's your preference and go ahead, um, you know, more the merrier for the
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Like, it's just, right. <laughs> Good luck.
0: Good that's luck. Like, good good luck, luck is right. What the therapy bill looks like later. It's fine.
3: Exactly. <laughs> it's like, mm,
2: mm.
1: That's
3: what I mean. at your own risk at your own at risk, at your own for risk, for sure, yep. <laughs> yeah,
4: you know, sometimes it'd be vice versa, you know, sometimes it'd really be mm-hmm. the the gay girls who traumatize the straight girl, mhm, yeah. Cause they on to the next that's straight true. girl you you know,
2: yeah, I've seen
4: it that's true. yeah true. I, I think it it', goes it a, both ways. <laughs> tragedy, but at some point you got to grow up and you know date someone your own age, your own size. Remember <laughs> <laughs> like that. All right, so start dating gay girls.
1: yeah, <laughs> grow up. <laughs> That's true. There are some some of us out there just destroying these women mm-hmm. out here. <laughs> just yeah. just they are we're right, right. leaving a path of. Broken hearts, broken homes, and all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. homes. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then, You're not so. at your
1: own risk for everybody. <laughs> everybody at your own risk. So, uh-huh. right. JoJo, what is your bad queer opinion? Um,
4: dun, dun, dun. This long list <laughs> we have. I'm actually going to... Did I put one down? Yeah. So I think that not all masks are... Or should be top. That's just me. Agreed. I think, (laughs) I think like there's this like idea behind, oh, you know, because you're masculine, you're dominant. But some I think there's like different areas to be dominant. Because Mm
2: -hmm.
4: believe it or not, I've messed with, you know, I've had my past with messing with masked women, and Mm -hmm. they're actually super feminine once that door closes. Like, not yeah. at all. And I'm just like, that's cute. I don't, I mean, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm, right. But I just feel like for some femmes, they have that idea like, oh, you know, you're top. I'll be a pill princess all day. And then mm-hmm. it's not like that at all. And then they just kind of get greedy and then them and don't get love.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, let's stop being greedy. Give them the space. Yeah. yeah. Right. Give them the space to be what they want. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree. I agree, and we're yeah, we're all softies behind it. everything. Right. I think we pick and choose what we're what we're, uh, we're dominant about and everything, but we certainly don't have to be tops mm-hmm. and all that. So. No, agreed. agreed.
3: I agree too. I feel like it's so funny because at times you meet someone who you think will be like top, yeah. but like they're, they're really not, not. <laughs> the
2: ones that you really, really
4: thought was. And it's funny because sometimes there's there's some who, uh, like, some mass females who actually, like, give that energy, like, oh, that yeah. big D energy. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. like, I'm dominant, I'm top all time. Chatting. Yeah, chatting. <laughs> chatting. And it's not <laughs> like that at all. You hit her yeah. sweet spot, she on her back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh,
1: my
3: Diver, what's your...
1: Back queer opinion.
3: So my bad queer opinion is um, that studs can carry a baby too. <laughs> yes. yes. Mhm. And like we've yes. talked about it, and we're both carrying.
2: Mhm. Oh, nice. Mhm. That's cool. I don't mind carrying. I think
4: it's it's an experience. Why not?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: I think that's beautiful mm-hmm. we're, if we're meant to do it. It's not for everybody, but I think I would want to experience at least one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. also, I don't consider myself a masculine female. I think that's one of the things, like for me, I, so I'm a little bit of both. You know, I grew into my femininity. Just, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think I just find comfortability in, I guess, that mask presentation. Only because, like, I rather mm. look fresh and popping than to be like, you know, cute all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I'll slay mm-hmm. on you hoes later. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's not hard, but you know, so people always have like the idea, of, like, oh, so you, you know, you're the man, you're the, you're the stud, you're the man. And I mean, I'm not one for, I'm not crazy for labels, um, but I'm like, yeah, I'll carry the kid. Like, why is that?
3: They're always shocked when we say that.
4: Yeah. Like, I I mean, that's what this is for, right? (laughs) Why not?
0: I I could do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they don't pick you for the project that you are qualified for.
2: Right.
4: (laughs) Right. 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 And honestly, I think it's kind of, I mean, if you don't want to carry, you don't want to carry. But I think, like, in the event, we also have to keep in mind that. In the event your partner can't carry, mm-hmm. you know, we yep. don't know how our bodies are and like who's better off, you know. So if having a child is that important to you and your relationship, then if she could sacrifice herself for us having a kid and it happens where she can't, why can't I? Mm-hmm. Why do mm-hmm. I have yeah. to go out of the way to go find a surrogate or someone else to do that work for us? No, not necessary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I actually, maybe that's a separate background opinion. Um, Not that I'm going to call it selfish, but like, I think that, You, if you both want a child, like you should be open to that. If you, if you're able to carry Mm -hmm. a child, like I, I like that was an agreement with my wife where it was like, yeah, I'll come off the bench if I need to, child. Like (laughs) it was a necessary (laughs) desire, but I was like, if I have to, sure. (laughs) Like you know, especially you know, we're in our our. Well, I'll be 34 in October. Like I was like, I mean, you know, we gotta gotta be careful and all that. Like we're a little bit older, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. might have to and all that. And I have a friend that is actually going to carry for her wife and is uh masculinist center and is a stud and everything. And, you know, definitely oh, wow. probably 10 years ago would have been like, hell no, but it's going to do it okay. and everything. Right. But I think a lot of it too was that there's so many studs and MOC folks and um trans men that are carrying children and it being open about it and everything and just kind of, you know, showing people that that that's fine. It can happen. There's no shame involved with it. It doesn't take away any of your like masculinity or anything like that. So, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think right. it makes you special.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. I, I agree. Great work, everybody. <sighs>
0: this This is is great. Look at this go. Well, look at us wrapping it up now. I was like, we're just over here kicking it. So we're going to go ahead and move on to (laughs) our shout outs because, you know, we would never leave you without giving shout outs to our faves. Um, so my shout out this week goes to the sophisticated tomboy clothing brand. It's by Lachelle Pucci Cummings, and they created sophisticated tomboy to take us out of this stereotypical box that society tries to put us in. Uh, the brand is a representation showing you can dress up or dress down and can still be fly. So you can follow them at sophisticated tomboy on IG. Oh, so All
1: right. Cute. Uh, my shout out is to Amira Shanice, the CEO of New York Girls TV. Um, she's a producer of the Phase Six, uh, the series, which is a web series, um, uh, co-produces and stars in Sex, Love and Plastic podcast, love the name mm-hmm. of that, and mm-hmm. has a new book out called Lust. So just wanted to shout out Amira Shanice and New York Girls TV. It's been around for a number of years. Um, on youtube on ig and just like pumping out the queer content um so shout out to her and you could go on youtube and, and subscribe at new york girls tv nice legit mm-hmm. yeah
0: all right we had jojo go first last time so Dyra, Well, whose shout out you got
3: <laughs> all right so i'm gonna give a shout out to another podcast they're called we still like each other um it's a couple in their 30s we're actually wearing their shirts um a couple in their 30s talk about like sex love marriage everything um and um their names are Travis and Stephanie we were on their podcast and now we're like friends like we hang out um Yay. and they have some really good content yeah oh yeah
4: mm-hmm. they're a good time so yeah. check them out yeah <laughs> yeah check them
3: out
2: <laughs>
4: Our other shout out. Well, for me, is Mm going to go to Lesby Veggies. It is actually someone I used to go to school with. They have made a plant based uh, restaurant and it's actually really good. I never thought I'd eat plant based, but Mm -hmm. she is actually, where is this? Merchant St. Autobahn, New Jersey. So if you're from South Jersey, go on to Autobahn. And look up veggies" on Instagram. It's a pretty lovely menu. Brunch and lunch menu. Mm -hmm. Okay, you
0: said the right word, which was brunch. Nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Thank you for the shout-outs. Can you also give a shout-out to yourselves for where people can follow you and make sure that they keep up with everything that you're doing? Go ahead,
2: babe. Oh, you, <laughs> <it's on there? laughs> uh, okay. you
3: can you can find us on um all our platforms. It's called That's les dot podcast. That's le chat Podcast. Um and we post every Monday.
4: Yes. Yeah. All right. And you our email yes yes <laughs> subscribe not to be rude subscribe, uh, subscribe. <laughs> because we be looking at the the analytics and stuff and it really be telling us that half the people who watch or a good majority of the people who watch aren't even subscribed so just oh
3: yeah like on click, youtube click y'all right hit button. that subscribe <laughs> button
4: yeah come on get us Make
2: there sure I subscribe
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like, I will be right now
2: <laughs> make
0: sure <laughs> as pissed as that I have to say Jojo Daira thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast it was an absolute pleasure everybody make sure that you go listen to Less Chat Podcast um, they post amazing content regularly and it's good conversation obviously just listen to us back to back and you'll hit all the things that you need uh, when right. listening. so <laughs> you know we appreciate you all for being here and for everybody else that was tuning in yes. thank you as always
1: for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Take care. This podcast was brought to you by Her Social app, the largest platform for queer women, non-binary, and trans people. Download Her to make new friends and love connections. Check out their new pride pins for your profile today. Shout out to Sienna Liggins for our amazing soundtrack
0: and Cesar for making us sound like we know what we're doing.
2: It's me again.
4: Can we talk about things? I'm so sorry that I'm coming. I'm